This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at two rather offbeat ways of life with a touch of horror in Smile, which is about a female psychiatrist, and The Villa, which is a French film about a young man working in a retirement home. We'll also be talking to Nick Paris of the Lumia Cinemas about how things are going there. My name is Dr. Rose Cotter. What do you want from me? Why is it that everybody else who's seen it is dead and you're alive? I've seen it too. You? You have it? Smile is somewhat different to what we usually expect in a horror movie in that it follows the intense psychiatric issues of a young female mental therapist who is deeply disturbed by one of her patients. Robin Munro has been off to the Hollywood cinemas to see this dark drama which deals with death, mainly suicide. How did you cope with the many issues in Smile, Robin? Well, it's certainly a, a troubling film, but um, it does have a lot of tension and quite a few frights in it. So it kept things um, going, and um, it took a while uh, for us to work out what was going on, as it did yes. the <laughs> psychiatrist's central figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing um, for this uh, young actress uh, named Sosie Bacon, uh, who played that, because she was on screen, I'd say, about 95% of the time. Yes. And, and just trying to cope with all the craziness that's going on around her. The sort of, you, know, you don't know if these are her own fantasy or if there's some outside influence that's trying to get to her. Um, you get all the memories. Well, actually, this also um, one point with this film is that we are given a sort of a full deep into what the film's all about. Right at the beginning of the film, even bef yeah, before the credits for the um, opening credits for the film come on the screen, we, this is when she has this conversation with this other uh, woman in the in the mental um, hospital, and uh, and then find this other woman ends up in front of her, actually, you know, sort of cutting her own throat and um, and committing suicide there, and. Mm. You know, so you 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 right into the depths of this plot, even bef just as the film before the film officially starts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, but that sort of worked uh, well too. But then, did could you cope with it as as you went along? <laughs> yeah, some somehow it, it was stomachable. Um, again, uh, one certainly had some frights, and one uh, wondered uh, what was going on. Um, but um, yes, this focus on this uh, one woman, but as you say, we were actually told a lot of the key things right at the beginning. So the woman who commits suicide in front of her has actually witnessed someone else uh, do that. And it, 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 it 
slowly uh, is revealed in the film that there seemed to be a whole chain of these things. And the smile that people uh, um, display uh, when they are committing suicide um, is actually a kind of gloating smile um, from perhaps psychological, perhaps some kind of strange being because it triumphs over people who are unable to cope with the trauma. And as the young woman says, it, 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 it also can appear as, as other people. And um, at first, uh, the psychiatrist thinks these ideas are all uh, crazy, but um, then she sort of experiences them and understands them, and it's a battle of whether she can escape this chain of suicides and defeat this uh, whatever is going on, um, <laughs> or, it will, or it will defeat her. Yes, it's. Um, I mean, you, and you're given, and uh, well, it's like with the psychiatric woman, the main character. Um, you, you see that she has got quite some internal uh, troubles from her earlier life. In those opening sequences, you see a young girl with a look of shock and surprise on its face as she sees an older woman killing herself. Yes. And she remembers this. And you see this right at the start. But at that stage, you don't know who this um, young girl is or what it is, you know. It's only later that you realise that this is the psychiatrist woman mm -hmm. and that the woman who is killing herself in her, uh, these scenes are memories of her mother committing suicide. Yes. And this then sort of comes through. You know, so things are brought to you as the film goes along. <laughs> but yes. it also still always leaves some big questions. I mean, I, I must admit, I'm not too sure about the ending. <laughs> what happened there? Did you, have you got it all worked out? <laughs> uh, I, I think so. Um, um, I, I found the end a little bit um, dissatisfying, actually, but... But uh, the rest of it, the, the, the sort of quandary of the woman, what was going to happen next, what uh, awful things might happen to her or to her loved ones, uh, who could she trust, all those yes. sorts of things. It was a, a, a well-made, well-put-together film and, and good performances, really, from the whole cast. Yeah, to me. You know, I mean, I just simply cannot really call this a horror movie, although it is so intense and and troubling that, you know, you feel quite uncomfortable quite often Definitely. watching this film. Think, oh, my God, what is she going to do? What happened to her next? You know? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a well-conceived, well-put-together bit of intense filmmaking, didn't, would yes. you say? Yes, yes. Yeah. That's a good so, yeah, it's just people should be warned. You've got to keep your attention to it. There's so much information, so many scenes sort of tossed at you <laughs> that it takes quite a bit of juggling, um, you know, sorting out <laughs> to, to keep with the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, well, thank you, Robin. Um, I appreciate that very much. And, um, yeah, I, I can recommend the film, but it, it is... Not always easy going. <laughs> no. Okay, thank you. That was Robin Munro with his views on Smile, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9.
With me now is Nick Paris of the Lumiere Cinemas. Nick, thanks for coming in. You usually keep yourself busy with the films you're showing and what's coming up next, including the Italian Film Festival. Uh, when does that start? Mm, well, it's back to its original uh, slot, which is uh, November. So it's the 9th to the 26th. So it's two and a half weekends. Basically. Oh, still a couple of weeks away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, again, there's, um, you know, something for everybody from light drama and light comedy through to, um, you know, your classic spaghetti western, Once Upon a Time in the West. Ah, and of course, oh, that's gosh. directed by. Sergio yeah, Leone. That was amazing when that came out. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a while ago. Oh, look, just the sight yeah. of Claudia Cardinal um, sweeping across the majestic barren landscape is enough to excite anybody, yeah. <laughs> including this grown man. Yeah, and you're still doing. Um, you got the what about? Um, so, yeah, so that's about two and a half weeks away. Oh, well, that's a, where, where can people get the program? Yeah, so there's some programs left at the Lumiere, and uh, and everything's on, on li- live online anyway. And I will add that it's really, um, it's it, ha- it helps to have an, a huge Italian community in Melbourne of where the major distributor palace dis- distribution are. And ah, they have ah. ac- ready access to the best of Italian cinema. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. having them next door, our cousins next door, and the access to it makes um, makes the whole festival a joy. Because um, as you know, yeah, there's a huge Yugoslav, Greek, and Italian community in Melbourne. So, yeah, yeah it's quite handy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you've got the um, the French Film Festival. That's uh, next. Uh, you've had it this year. No, I can remember, I think it was last year that I remember. That was really, did very yeah. well for you. Yeah, well, and, it's, uh, it's a new, new, under new ownership. And for the last two years, they've really spent some considerable time on beefing it up and um, rebranding it. And, and now they're, they're reaping the benefits of that success now. So, you know, and the the New Zealand International Festival did super well this year, almost back to its um, original numbers, um, and most happy about that too. Oh yes, you you, you certainly would be. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, the, the French films always do well here. I mean, we've got two in town at the moment um, with Gerard Depardieu. Yes, the villa, the villa, which you're reviewing yeah. later on. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, Magre. Uh, Magre, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, so, you know, those, those two, um, I, I enjoy both of those films. We'll be reviewing the villa today. But, um, oh, okay. So um, I, I've got to ask this, however, how's things going with the COVID issue? That's still the main uh problem for all cinemas at the moment, isn't it? Um, is, yes. it is it easing up now? Or? Uh, I think there's a recalibration still going on, really. Um, I, there's no new, there's no old normal, you know. We're all, we all yearn for the, for yesterday and the, the amount of trade we had pre-COVID, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think we've got to still ride out this wave. I mean... Why is that? Well, you know, the the reality is, I guess, next winter there might be another surge coming along. So we've just got to live with this new normal and be a little bit more clever and, and just up our game. So it's just, you know, it's just a recalibration. And, of course... The anxiety level of some of our customers are still there, and, and I totally, yeah, absolutely yeah. get it. Well, the, I mean, the ironic thing is um, now um, I, I thought there'd be more people going because I know they don't have to wear masks anymore, but this has made no difference. From, whereas, um, you know, I mean, you just, uh, even before 
the mask was um, taken, you know, it was no longer ne- necessary. It's um, quite the opposite. You, you didn't have to wear a mask to, to get into Well, you got wore a mask into a cinema, but mm. once, the film, once you sat down inside the cinema and the film started, mm. you took the mask yeah. off. This, Everybody did. They're starting mm. to come back, but not in the numbers, um, you know, we're, we're, we've expected. So there is a certain degree of cautiousness still out there. Oh, uh, this, absolutely, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it was you talking to me the other day a bit, bit about um, cinema going is not quite possibly what it used to be. More people are watching uh, films on Yeah, the, on well, that's another fire. Um, you know, that's yeah, another fire because uh, people are ha- uh, habitual and and they have been um, safely ensconced and nested at home watching, you know, these cheap monthly, you know, um, yeah, quite streaming new, services. Yeah, up-to-date movies yep. sometimes, yep. yeah. Yep, and look, that that's a future we've got to share and uh, that's why, uh, you know, for my own business, I have a streaming service as well because... Uh, that's the the new hybrid going forward, you know, in, yeah. in cinema screenings and online. So, yeah, to, yeah, to me, this no. is a heck of a pity. I don't understand this because, to me, I've got to see a film to fully get involved in it and appreciate it. I love to sit in a dark cinema and watch it on a big screen in front of me instead of just a tiny little screen on a TV set or something like that. Yeah, it's just like I just don't like watching movies on on airplanes, you know, because it's just too small. I can never... And you get interrupted all the time. Well, (laughs) let me tell you, uh, Labor Weekend, I'm screening 2001 A Space Odyssey both in the cinema and on my streaming service at the same time. So basically, um, people have a choice whether to see it on the big screen or the small screen, and uh, that that's the hybrid going future, uh, going going to oh, the future. Oh, okay. Well, you yeah, so you're getting in on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, this all so okay. No, it's 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 just a matter of understanding how the system. Well, is look, changing you know, not not only our numbers down. Side, yeah, yeah. Not only our numbers down, but it's the numbers of films haven't. Um, got up to the pre-COVID levels as well. So basically, you know, two years ago, film production was was stopped on many, many films, and yeah. now we're well, Hollywood copying it. Hardly seems to well, yeah, that's right. Anything. So I can tell you, you know, there's 36 percent less films available for cinemas to choose from, and that's a massive hole. Yeah. And, it, and it means that the the amount of cinemas we have in New Zealand are all sharing an ever diminishing pot at the yeah. moment. But that will change. That but, will change. Uh, I mean, but I find this um, quite fascinating. I'm seeing a lot of... We're seeing films now which normally would never get to New Zealand. I mean, films from North Africa, you know, from Morocco and other countries there. And, and they always, to me, turn out to be very interesting, good films. Well, that, that's the hidden benefit of, of, of these times we're living in, is that distributors have had to find these little gems um, and, yeah. and dig in places they wouldn't have dug into yeah, and yeah. Brought, them in, brought them over here. So, yeah, perfect example of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, this is, uh, you know, this has been quite enjoyable for the last, you know, two or three years or so. But, oh, well, anyway, that's the way it goes. Um, all I can do is... Uh, Things no doubt will settle down again. Oh, totally and, uh, convinced, totally convinced, and we've still got that magic ingredient. And like you said, it's it's the light in front of a, a bunch of strangers, um, all sharing the same experiences at the same time. That's the magic of yes. cinema. You won't get yes. it home. Yeah, right. Okay, thank you, Nick.
That was Nick Paris of the Lumiere Cinemas, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I also thank this show's sponsor, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website. That's assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers, one word, dot co, dot nz. 300 hours of travaux d'intérêt général. Ça va? S'en sort bien. Dans une maison de retraite. Franchement, je préfère la prison. Bienvenue au Mimosa. Votre mission ici, c'est de donner un coup de main à tout le monde, de l'aide-soignant à la femme de ménage. Ça fait des années qu'on m'a pas gratté le dos. J'essaye d'arrêter moi, c'est Alfred. Mais quel con, celui-là, ma mère. Eh, je vous entends, hein. Ah ben, il manquerait plus que tu sois sourd, ma grande. The Villa is a French comedy with several serious messages about people of different ages, with the story about a convicted young man who is sentenced to community services inside a retirement home. Uh, Charlie Sierra has been off to the Hollywood cinema at Sumner to see this surprisingly multi-level movie. Charlie, there are lots of surprises in this movie, including Gérard Depardieu as one of the elderly people. Uh, what did you think of the villa? Oh, I, th- I thought it was a lovely movie, to be honest. Like, I didn't know what I was going to. I, exactly. I, did, I didn't yeah. even see the trailer, though. Um, I had not even seen the trailer yet. Um, and, yeah, I, I just thought it was going to be... Uh, Com- a straight-up comedy, you know, go for a couple of laughs and that's it. Yeah. But but it actually develops into a really well-written story, in in my opinion. And like the, yeah, it just it just goes deeper than I thought it was yeah. gonna go. Well, the amazing thing is about this um, the the young this this young man. He'd be in his early twenties, I guess, and uh, he he uh, he uh, was brought up uh, in in a. a Without any parents and all this, uh, and um, and he's never sort of adjusted to full relationships with, with love and all this kind of thing. So yeah. in many ways, he's an angry young man. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets in, and he a gets, bit of a child as well. I'd say still a man child. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, then he gets involved in some silly argument in the shop where he's working, and um, uh, he, and he's up for. Um, it, it, you're being put in jail for a while for what he's done there, yeah, he's, um, and um, but instead they um, send him off to work for thir- what how three hundred hours I think it was yeah in, in a in old retirement, retirement home, home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there he's the young man in this place full of old people <laughs> and they've got no time for him and he doesn't particularly like them but then this is the whole. Positive side of the film. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. As it goes on, they they come closer and closer together. Yeah, especially with um, Gerard Depardieu. Yes, he's he's in there, and he forms the closest sort of friendship. And yeah, it's and, like uh, basically the father figure that he was looking for. Exactly. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. yeah. Well put. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's a good point. And um, you know, so all all of this um, works out. Um, surprisingly well i thought yeah yeah no it's 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 lovely to see that and and you as as the person that is watching the movie the way you start learning more about these uh characters because they're all such characters no they're all so unique uh the people in the retirement home and also uh this young man yeah that goes there but yeah like 
um, getting to start to know them a little bit deeper and and seeing each one of their characteristics, like um, the, the, the guy that has amnesia, that is like really funny, um, how how they treat that in the retirement home. Because I don't know if you remember, but everybody goes to like confess their sins to him because he has amnesia. <laughs> he's, sorry, he's just going to forget. He's <laughs> yeah, um, not amnesia, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yes, he's, yes. like he's a bit senile, so he just forgets. So everybody just goes and says like their sins to him. So everybody feels good. And just the way that, that they behave and they mm -hmm. adapt to like their yeah. new life. Yeah, but the amazing thing is there is this sort of um, uh, quite... Uh, uh, there's a social, serious social commentary on this yes. through how the um, elderly people are treated. Yeah, they're, the elderly they're, they're Essentially, they find themselves locked up in this home. Yes. They've been put in there and uh, find it difficult to just to leave even for a day or for half, you know, to go leave for any time at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it seems that the actual manager of the place is trying to hang on to their money and never wants yeah, to lose yeah, them. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a scam with the abuse. Money and all yes. of this. And, and so this is all very, um, quite ser serious yes. aspects of it that come out and uh, the points which they make in this. Yeah. Because in, whereas I thought the whole thing was just going to be rather silly. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, a, just a silly comedy, yeah. a couple of laughs, go yeah. home. But no, it actually yeah develops yeah. to this and, and the young man actually wanting to help them see, see how, what he could do for, for them uh, in return of what they had already done for him. Yeah, yeah. I think one uh, significant point in this uh, is, is that um, the the young guy is uh, played by Kev Adams, um, who's now a, a, a comedian in in France. Yeah, well, you young mentioned guy. that yeah. uh, before. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, that's yeah, so cool. So yeah. you know, this is it. But even more than that, uh, he was the co-producer of the film. Right. And he also conceived the story and co-wrote the screenplay. Oh, there you go, yeah. For this film. So it's essentially, <laughs> and I, I never thought of him as such. I just thought he was a light actor, you know, playing a cute sort of a part yeah, in right. the film. Yeah, no, he's actually quite involved, yeah. It's, it's his film sort of in many, many ways. Yeah, that is really awesome, yeah. Well, yeah. he wrote it, yeah. So yeah. it's his story. Yeah. And, and it's so fascinating to see um, De, Gérard Depardieu Again, yeah. we've got two films in town at the moment. That is correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know when the last time is when I saw him. <laughs> you know, I, I, I saw him in that other film, Maigre, um, a couple of weeks ago. That is right, yeah. You know, and uh, he plays these. So it's a whodunit with him as a detective, <laughs> you know, and uh, and that was um, quite quite unusual for me. <laughs> and now there's two of them in town. Yeah. But, um, yeah, again, but there's uh, quite a bit of enjoyment to be got out of seeing all of this in the film. Oh, yeah, also. definitely. And it seems like Gerard Perdue is doing quite well, so <laughs> that's good, yeah. I should think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him again. <laughs> okay, well, this one, the villa. Yeah, well worth seeing. Yes. Okay, thank you.
That was Charlie Sierra with his views on the villa. And I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz. Thank you.